0: Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I am Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Word and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. <laughs>
1: 1960. A man named Frank Hansen was an Air Force captain based out of Duluth, Minnesota. What up, Frank? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. He had been in the service for 15 years he was just five years shy of his retirement.
0: I don't like any story like this by the way. If it's a day before retirement, five years before retirement, <laughs> that seems ominous. I'm just gonna throw it out there.
1: Frank said he loves hunting and, the hunting and fishing in northern Minnesota. Okay. So, as deer hunting season approached, he made plans with a group of friends to go hunting around an area known as Whiteface Reservoir, which is about 60 miles north of Duluth.
0: Okay, cool plans. Like it?
1: Yeah. Bright and early, the hunters left their cabin, and on the first day, Frank was unsuccessful. Mm. He hadn't so much as seen a deer, let alone shot one. Bummer, dude. Bad hunting. Very much. Day two, Frank was more determined and had seen some areas on the previous day's hunt that he was, you know, a little more sure would be successful. He set his eyes on a bit of swampy terrain where he decided to huddle down, sitting motionless, and he waited. All right. Roughly two hours passed, nothing had happened, and Frank was about to leave and try a new spot when movement caught his eye.
0: Hell yeah. Let's go, Frank.
1: He said, my pulse quickened as I thumbed for the safety catch on my customized 8mm Mauser. A large doe, partially obscured by a cedar tree, was staring directly at me.
0: All right. It's on.
1: So Frank brought his gun to bear and was lining up the shot when, quote, a shot echoed from the other side of the swamp. With one frightened leap, the doe dashed out of the thicket and headed straight toward me. I raised my gun into firing position just as she spotted me. Making three great leaps broadside, she scrambled back toward the swamp. I fired just as she reached the edge of the trees, and she fell, headlong into the ground. I bolted my rifle and tried to get off another shot, but she was up and out of sight into the heavy brush before I could take aim. Better hunting.
0: Much better hunting. No. That other shot's a little concerning. Right? What? Was there another shot, or he shot?
1: No, he shot the once, and and then it got into the brush before he could take the second shot.
0: Got it. Got it.
1: So, Frank did as you know you're going to do. He took off after the wounded doe and did his best to follow the bloody trail through the swampy area. He moved through the brush and expected to find the deer rather quickly, yet after about an hour, he was still following a trail of blood. Then he heard it, a gargling sound just ahead. Perhaps the deer had finally lost its strength. And what happened next, I will let Frank describe in his own words.
0: All right. Lay it on me, Frank.
1: Suddenly, I froze in horror. In the middle of a small clearing were three hairy creatures that at first looked like bears. Two of these creatures were on their knees, tearing the insides of a freshly killed deer. The deer's innards were scattered around the clearing, and the things were scooping blood from the stomach cavity into the palms of their human-like hands. Raising their cupped hands of fresh blood to their mouths, they swallowed the liquid. The creature was about ten feet away on the edge of the clearing, crouched on its haunches. It was obviously obvious that he was a male of similar stature as a man, Absolute horror gripped every muscle of my body as I stared at this frightening tableau before me. I felt as if my body had turned to stone. Without warning, the male leapt straight into the air from its crouched position. His arms jerked upward high over his head, and he let out a weird screeching sound. Screeching and screaming, he charged toward me. I cannot remember aiming my rifle, nor do I recall pulling the trigger but a bullet must have slammed it in the beast's body. As blood spurted from its face, the creature staggered. The huge creature staggered, seemingly stunned by this unexpected happening. I do not recall ejecting my spent shell, nor do I recall firing my rifle again. In many sweat-drenched nightmares, however, I have vividly envisioned the blood-covered face lying on the ground beside the mutilated deer. I have absolutely no correct. Recollection of ever seeing the other two creatures again—they seemed to have vanished into thin air. Uh, yeah. Blind with fear, I started to run. I dashed over the swampy terrain, not knowing or caring, caring in which direction I ran. My only thought was to get away from those horrible things. I stumbled, fell, picked myself up, and fell again. I thought they were right behind me. Finally, I fell onto the frozen marshland, completely exhausted. Not caring if the creatures caught me, I lay there waiting for the attack. Pretty intense. Very intense. Yeah.
0: Gripping, I could say, mm-hmm. and I will say. Yeah. I'm gripped by what is happening, what has befallen Frank. Yeah. Frank's on autopilot. Yeah. He just knows on it's time to shoot,
1: shooting things in the face. Time to shoot. Yeah. I don't
0: remember doing that. Too bad I did it. I guess.
1: Yep. I mean, he's he's a. He works, he's in the air force. I'm sure they have some sort of Right arms training, I would and think. Active, and he's a hunter, active so. hunter.
0: It's all reflexes. That's that's how you get good. You know, get your brain good. knows what you're doing. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I would assume they have some sort of but I'm not in the Air Force. So I could be wrong. Maybe they just fly planes and that's it. I mean maybe. Anyways. On the more things I do know. Yes. The attack never came though. So Frankie lay there exhausted. Eventually realized he was lost, and he needed to figure out how he's going to get out of the swamp, and reach the safety of his camp.
0: Okay, he's lost. He cannon. doesn't get his deer. No. He's blown something away. The Shock wars, the adrenaline stops pumping, and he's like, "Where the fuck am I?"
1: Yeah, because he was just blindly running too. So like. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. He f- he said he fired off three rapid shots, which is to signal for help. And eventually three shots answered in the distance. And Frank began his trek back that direction, or towards that direction. And after some time, he heard people calling out and we'll skip a little bit. But he eventually made his way back to his cabin, just to summarize it quickly. Yes. And... By the time he reached his cabin, it was sometime afternoon. Now, at this point, Frank's mind's racing, right? Yes. While he traveled back to his cabin, he's thinking, what was it I just shot? Could it have been a person? It looked like some sort of monster. A Sasquatch? That's crazy. Right.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. He can't tell anyone he just shot Bigfoot. That seems like it's not a good idea? No, probably bad. He's five years away from retirement. The Air Force will force him out if they get wind of him thinking Bigfoot is real. He can't be the Bigfoot guy. No, he can't be the Bigfoot guy. <laughs> He's like, nah, this can't be it. Nope, not me. Or worse, what if it had been a person? Oh, well. He'd be put away for murder. He yeah. can't retire with like that.
0: No, you don't want to be the murder guy either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the murder <laughs> guy.
1: <laughs> don't be the murder guy. No. So that's not an option he's willing to risk either. No. So he kind of sucked it up, held down the fear that was like bubbling inside of him, you know? Mm-hmm. And he didn't let out a peep of what he had just witnessed to his hunting party. I assume they're his friends, but I don't know. Frank seems a little odd. Yeah? No, he's fine.
0: Okay. That's what I thought. It's a normal guy. Yeah. It's all okay.
1: Yeah. He found... So, the hunting trip comes to an end, though, and he didn't let anybody know. Yeah. So, he returned to work, and he found no solace when away from the woods or the swamp and back at work, either. His worries brought back migraines, and he was constantly distracted by thoughts of, what the hell happened back near Whiteface Reservoir?
0: Hey, Frank, what's the matter? Oh, I'm all right. Yeah. Never, I'm fine. Yeah, just Frank. You seem a little off your game. What are you up to? Yeah,
1: he's popping pills like crazy too. M- headache medicine.
0: Oh, I just got this migraine. It's uh, mm-hmm. I didn't drink enough water. Oh,
1: migraines suck. They're not good. Mm-hmm. Can confirm. Yeah, bad times. Not good. Uh, this went on for almost a month of him just constantly stressed about what the hell happened back there. Right. Then, late November, a snowfall gave Frank the ability to take, as he saw it, to take steps towards going back to see for himself. Okay. He wants to get to the bottom of this, you know. It's driving him nuts. Yeah. He's got to figure it out. Was he a crazy person? Did he shoot Bigfoot?
0: Oh, Frank, are you the Bigfoot guy?
1: He had waited for the snow not trusting his regular tracking abilities to get him out of that swamp quickly enough if he needed to. Well,
0: there could be two more out there if that's what he did.
1: Mm -hmm. So now he would be able to see a quick path back to safety. You know, I came this way. Got to keep running that way. Yep. On December 2nd, he made his move. He packed into his truck an automatic shotgun, a snow buggy, his faithful dog Mike, and he headed back to Whiteface Reservoir. Oh, yeah, Mike. Now he's got backup. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> I don't s- know what a snow buggy is either. I kind of envisioned it like a snowmobile. That's what I thought. But yeah. like, it doesn't sound like it exactly. I didn't look it up.
0: Maybe smaller than that? Maybe. But like something. Well, I mean, go- he's
1: putting it in his pickup truck, I'm assuming. Yeah. So yeah, probably a little bit smaller. I it's don't a know. snow buggy? I hope it's just a sled that Mike pulls. But uh, uh, the snow
0: buggies that I'm looking well, one looks like a snowmobile. Other what snow buggies look like bigger. That can't be right. What year was this?
1: 1960, 60.
0: It must be like a snowmobile type thing, because the snow buggies, when you type in snow buggy, like one of them looks like a massive thing like that. And that's not what we're talking about. No, I don't think that's it. But it's called a buggy. So, I mean... You some know, sort of based off nothing prob- some sort of snowmobile I'm guessing yeah a mobile snow device
1: yeah so after some fu- driving he finally found his way back to where his initial hunting party had disembarked from roughly a month earlier okay yep so from there he tried to remember landmarks and how he had stumbled into that man or beast and hoping maybe even that it all been a dream
0: could be that would, wouldn't that be nice? That you just hallucinated an entire interaction with a thing drinking blood and you shooting at it?
1: I guess if I were in that position, I'd probably be hoping that probably. That I just, Did I hallucinate that? Just, yeah, yeah, I was, hope so. A little psychosis, cool.
0: that's fine. Yes. So no big deal? Just in my head? Fine, I can live with that. That's fine. Not mm, real? Didn't not kill Sasquatch? doctor, that's fine. Nope, not going to the doctor, didn't commit murder. There's no such thing as Sasquatch? All good. I'm fine. Going back to work. Yep, put me in that plane time not f- fly <laughs> Frank what's the matter nothing
1: Nothing it's fine Some crashing in the thicket sent his Adrenaline through the roof Only to see a deer go scrambling away From him and the dog Fucking deer At that point he was so freaked out He called for the d- dog and he turned to flee Mike And he stumbled over a log falling to the ground oh, Jesus This is a quote when I tried to get up, horror flashed over me. I had fallen directly on top of a frozen, human-like form. Frank. I was ready to run when Mike started to dig, the bo- dig at the body under the snow. I realized then that the events of that terrible, horrible day. Sorry, I was going to say terrible, but he, but, he said horrible. Oh, okay, God, that's
0: like the clarity. Doing the quote. Correct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that horrible day a month earlier and had been real. I staggered to my feet, called Mike to my side, and spent several minutes staring at the huge, hairy body. Finally, I brushed away the snow, away from the head, and noticed that one eye seemed to be completely missing.
0: Oh my god.
1: But there was so much frozen blood, it was impossible to tell for sure. The face was not covered with hair, but the neck, shoulders, and stomach were caked with frozen blood. The creature's left arm was twisted under the body, but I compared the right hand with my own. This hand appeared ident- identical to mine, except it was twice as large. Oh. As I was inspecting the creature, my fear suddenly vanished. I was now convinced I had not killed a true human being, but something similar to a man, perhaps some freak of nature. <laughs>
0: well, that's a little bold.
1: Maybe it was a mutant of some type. A mutant? I examined the poor creature and realized...
0: Is this a mutant?
1: It was in a perfect <laughs> state of preservation. Maybe that's its mutant power.
0: it's unchanging even in death
1: i also noticed that the dead deer had been completely devoured by predators why hadn't these predatory animals eaten the flesh of the hairy thing there was indeed a mystery surrounding this freak
0: yeah they don't oh my god
1: wow (laughs) jesus frank slow down with these terms i decided that that creature should not be left in the swamp. I was still concerned with the scandal that could jeopardize my retirement from the Air Force. He's obsessed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just go home. No one's gonna think you were there. <laughs> Just leave.
1: <Right. laughs> Just leave. Oh, who killed Bigfoot here? <laughs> but it was Frank. It was fucking Frank. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Frank doing. he's got like four years left of retirement No, Five. Yeah, all right. No. Well, we gotta. We gotta tell our superiors. Yeah.
0: That Frank killed the Bigfoot. What a coincidence
1: that we met here.
0: It's very odd.
1: Yeah. Why did he call a meeting here?
0: It's strange. Hmm. Very bizarre. Why? Yeah. Why? Why was everyone drawn to this dead freak's body? (laughs) He's in the middle of the swamp. Somebody's, hey, Frank, is that you? (laughs) Oh, shit. Did you kill Bigfoot? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Some guys just walk into the... Frank! Hey Frank, what are you doing here? <laughs> He's like Mike's hey, here too. He's like, fuck. Hey, what's up, Mike? <laughs> Frank's trying to cover the dead body with snow.
1: Yeah. Is that blood?
0: You, dude, nothing. no. Is that Bigfoot? <laughs> dude, did you kill is that Sasquatch? No, 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 no. Frank, uh, aren't you about to retire? I got five
1: years left. Don't tell anybody, please.
0: <laughs> oh my god, what if I told the guys that about Bigfoot? You better not.
1: If the creature was left in the swamp, oh, it was impossible to dig a grave in the frozen earth. And if the creature was left in the swamp, a wandering hunter might stumble over the body in the spring. Oh my God! An Frank. Investigation by law officers might lead the authorities to me,
0: Frank. How? I don't know. How? You think if I mean I don't want to. <laughs> he's, he's again. He's concerned for his own self-preservation. But like, if the police find an actual dead Sasquatch, I think they have more pressing <laughs>
1: We gotta find out
0: <laughs>
1: We have to solve this
0: murder Of this beast we didn't know existed <laughs> I bet it was Frank Yeah uh, uh, Fucking Frank. <laughs> did Frank Frank was out Did he kill Bigfoot?
1: He was being pretty weird that one day
0: Oh my god All those pills he was popping Oh shoot I bet he was stressed out about killing Bigfoot <laughs> 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 What? The uh. <laughs> Frank man
1: there was obviously only one thing he could do—take it with him.
0: <laughs> Make, now, what are they going to think when they see dead Bigfoot in your truck, <laughs> Frank? Did you kill that? Is that Bigfoot? Uh, no, he's drunk. He's sleeping it off. Oh, so Bigfoot's your buddy? Yeah, I'm friends with Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking. What happened to his eye? I That's how he is.
1: <sighs> he <sighs> bumped his head. He's all right. After. After retrieving some tools, he set upon freeing the thing from the frozen earth. Oh, man. It took time and effort, but eventually the task was done. The stiff, heavy corpse was difficult to move, but Frank persisted, and he got it into his truck, and then he was homeward bound. Out of that horror of a swamp with a new passenger.
0: Yeah. I hope nobody finds out what I did to Bigfoot as he takes it with him to his house.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. On arriving at home, his wife was a little startled by what she she was witnessing.
0: Honey, you can't bring this home. You're about to retire. We can't be Uh, the Bigfoot family. He's dead. Did you kill him?
1: Frank was able to calm her down. No, and he explained the gravity of the situation to her. I'm about like, to retire and I can't get caught <laughs> for murdering th- Bigfoot. We have to hide the
0: body. Honey, it was in the woods where no one was going to find him. <laughs> well, I brought it home. We got to hide it. No, no. What if somebody found it? Oh, my God. Honey. Bifford doesn't need to be here.
1: When he had calmed <laughs> her down, they put a plan into action. They empty the meat freezer in the basement.
0: It's getting worse.
1: I don't it's know if I'm going to be able to get through all
0: this. <laughs> it's, this getting Frick, it's getting
1: worse. Frank, it's getting worse.
0: Fuck.
1: Now you're hiding a body in your
0: home. <laughs> you can't play it off. Like, oh, I don't know how big got in my freezer. <laughs> Seriously,
1: what the fuck, man?
0: Just leave him in oh, the swamp. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm crying. Jesus. (laughs) I know. I know. (sighs) Man. (laughs) Frank.
1: They emptied the meat freezer in the basement, and as Frank's wife Irene made sure the kids were asleep and stayed in their rooms. Frank moved the frozen corpse into the basement freezer.
0: Now now I'm picturing his underhook dragging Bigfoot through his house. (sighs) Down the steps.
1: It was difficult, but after some pushing and some stuffing, it was done, and the freezer was closed.
0: Great. Problem solved. You don't have to deal with this anymore.
1: I have problem solved. As <laughs> <many> <laughs> <sentence>. did you <laughs> uh,
0: Oh, good.
1: However, days later, a noticeable odor <laughs> was starting to seep from the basement.
0: Days? You didn't know what to do with them for days? <laughs> it's November. <laughs> the ground's frozen. It's in Minnesota. Dead, that's a dead body I'm in your freezer. i got going to bury a Bigfoot. Oh, my God. An odor? It's a dead body.
1: So Irene was like, Honey. Frank, you should fill the freezer with uh, ice. Like when you would go fishing and store the frozen fish in blocks of ice. So fill it with water. The freezer will do the rest, right?
0: That's a thought. Yeah, that's a thought.
1: Frank thought it was a good idea. It works. And he went ahead, and over the course of a few days, the corpse was completely engulfed in ice to keep the smell at bay so he could go ahead and bury it when the ground thawed in the spring.
0: Great. He has made a Bigfoot ice cube (laughs) in his
1: basement. Great. Yeah. As time passed, Frank began to realize that in order to bury this thing in the spring, he'd have to thaw the rotting corpse out and probably end up with an even worse odor problem (sighs) than ever before.
0: (sighs) Ah, Frank.
1: And and then still yet, he would have to move around a man-sized and roughly shaped-looking thing and get it somewhere that he could bury it. I just picture his neighbors.
0: Frank, what's that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Unharassed by passerbys, neighbors, or police. So he decided he would uh, keep it in the freezer for the time being.
0: I mean, he's just, it's just
1: freezer bound. Six years later, I'll just give you Frank's quote, because I don't know what to do here. <laughs> okay. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. In December 1966, I happened to meet a veteran showman who quickly recognized my boredom with civilian life. So he's retired at this point. He
0: made it. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, good. That's really? a good conclusion. So got to finish the Air Force stuff. Without
0: he's... being murder man or Bigfoot guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he suggested that I become a full-time showman by exhibiting a rare old John Deere tractor that I had acquired and loaned the Smithsonian Institution. It had been returned to me from Washington, and I was showing it on a highly selective basis. Take your tractor on a f- full-time circuit of major fairs. You won't get rich, but you'll have fun and discover a whole new world out there, he said. Okay. Suddenly, a thought dawned, a- dawned on me. Would some sort of a frozen, hairy creature resembling a prehistoric man make a good attraction? <laughs> The showman almost choked. It's a great idea, but where would you ever get a specimen like that? (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Frank goes on to say, perhaps I could get one made. I said, not being able to divulge my secret.
0: (laughs) His deep, dark secret.
1: I returned home with only one thought in mind and immediately consulted with my attorney concerning the legalities of exhibiting the creature.
0: Can you imagine this, lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) Frank, what did you do? He's like, all right, Ben, I got a question for you. Lay it on me. You have what in your where? (laughs) Yeah, what?
1: Well, he gave legal advice on it, so... He listened with amusement until I drove him to my farm and opened the freezer.
0: What the fuck, Frank? He
1: stared down into the cloudy ice with horrified fascination. Later, we discussed the legal aspects.
0: (laughs) So, technically, this thing doesn't really exist. Um, I don't know what crime you're going to get charged for here, so... Maybe we'll just play it off like you made him. Yeah. No one will know.
1: The lawyer said, There's always the possibility of a murder charge if this thing is judged to be human. He informed me.
0: Oh my god. Then
1: There are also also laws concerning the transportation of dead bodies. I can see all sorts of legal, legal difficulties. I'm convinced the creature would make a great exhibit, I said. Isn't there any way to do it by creating a model? He lit another cigarette and thought a moment. You have the original body. The authorities will be after it because this thing is the scientific find of the century. Frank. However, it might be possible to create a model as you suggested. Maintain a record of the model's construction, but show the real creature instead. If the officials pressure you, it's a small matter, to to produce photos of the model taken during different phases of fabrication. Better than that, I replied. I'll even exhibit the model for the first year so that it will be accepted by Carnies as a bogus show. So, yeah.
0: Is this like a, a like six-season TV show where there's a con man <laughs> and his Bigfoot? Hmm. Whoa, okay. Could be. I'd watch that. All right. I'm just saying. He's going to have... He has to set up a fake Bigfoot to convince people when the real Bigfoot comes along that it's fake, but it's a real Bigfoot. And that's what he wants people to believe when he's showing it off. Yeah. Oh, my God, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: He's, uh, yeah. This is why I said I don't know if those hunters are his friends or not. I, <laughs> I don't know what this madman does. I mean,
0: I'm here for it, Frank. I just...
1: Well, that's what Frank went about doing. He spent a few thousand dollars and paid some Academy Award winning makeup artists to create a fake version of the monster that he has frozen in his meat locker. And with a handful of these artists working on this undertaking, he ended up with a damn near perfect replica. So Frank's feeling good about himself. Did
0: he show them pictures?
1: I think he drew it, he said.
0: Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah, so
1: he was showing them hand-drawn things. And
0: How good of a drawer is Frank to make a near-perfect Specimen with Apparently things. pretty good. All right. Well, more power to you, Frank.
1: So feeling good about himself, he froze the fake into a refrigerated co- coffin. He's got two frozen
0: f- bigfoots now. Yeah, he froze yeah, it in some then ice.
1: And then he went on tour.
0: With his fake carcass.
1: Yeah, with the fake one.
0: Kept it in the ice. Yep. The other one's at
1: home. His cover story was that Chinese fishermen found it floating in the Bering <laughs> Strait. <laughs> And it worked. The sideshow act was paying off, and the regular people thought it was amazing. But Frank wasn't done shocking the world with his exhibit. It was time to swap the fake out for the real (laughs) deal.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God, man.
1: So he went about completing that task, and in 1968, the real-life missing link Dead 8-Man was about to tour the Midwest. And it was a hit. Of course it was. What else is there to do? Well, right. And that's why, so most people know that these sideshow things are all fake, for the most part, just a trick to give the illusion of some sort of spectacle,
0: right? Yeah, just for fun. Like, ah, look at that. Wouldn't that be neat? What if?
1: Yeah, what if? That was like a, what a lot of the shows were, like, kind of under that branch. Like, what if? Or what is this? Or, you know, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. But Frank's Ape Man, or Missing Link, was what he was calling it happened to get the attention of an anthropology student. I believe he was an anthropology student at the time, actually. Um, And he seemed to think it was the real deal.
0: Oh, shit. Uh,
1: That guy was named Terry Cullen.
0: Well, now Terry's after Frank.
1: He was surprised by the fact that it seemed real, and even kind of shocked, as he's gone to sideshows and things like that before. Other people that were on that were or then went on to be professionals in the zoological or anthropological fields also saw this thing when it was on tour. And they saw through the charade and were starting to look more closely. They noticed the shattered eye socket and noticed details in the teeth that wouldn't be on a model. The detail was too good. Okay. So something... Uh Uh-oh. Is grabbing people's attention that are around things like this, right? And they're like, "This is somewhat concerning. This looks okay. like something that was probably it's, alive."
0: It's very peculiar, and we don't know quite how this happened.
1: Yeah, Concer- and Frank's like, "Do do do." Yeah, just give me a buck. Yeah, go see them when those mm. guys start paying. The me. missing link. When those guys start paying
0: too much attention, he's like, but all right, you guys should check out my tractor over here.
1: Uh, he did actually, I think it was Terry Cullen said that he seemed to get agitated when he would be coming back multiple times. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Are you going to pay
0: again? Probably did.
1: Concerns started to grow after Terry Cullen finally got more professionals involved <laughs> to look at the specimen. A Belgian anthropo... Anthropo... Ugh. Anthropologist and a writer kind of broke the story to the world. Whatever was frozen in that ice was most certainly real and not the sideshow act that they had expected.
0: Jesus.
1: News stations and newspapers, magazines, everyone wanted to know what was going on. Was this true? The missing link? The article went on to say how the stink of rot was coming off the frozen coffin and how scientists needed to get access to get oh, to it to get hair and blood samples. The Smithsonian wanted to verify that it's real. But the real problem came when the article mentioned that the creature had been shot. So now law enforcement was interested.
0: Oh, no.
1: And if it was a corpse, whether Frank had shot it or not, he had been transporting it across state lines. Shit. Which is a crime itself. Yes. And what is it? Is it a person? It could be, like, people don't know what it is, right? It's in case of nice. Right. Could be a guy. Could be an animal. Could be... It
0: could be a guy.
1: Could be a amalgamation of animals. Like, what is it? Right. So, with all this going on, retired Frank realizes he can't have the real deal out on the road anymore. So, he takes the real thing he swaps the model back in. The Smithsonian goes on to verify it is just a model. The police eventually lose interest. The scientists and anthropologists that had been seen the real thing when it was out on tour, upon viewing the model, they could all immediately tell that the creature was now in ice and was the creature that was now in the ice was not what they had originally seen. They could immediately tell that it was a fake.
0: And they're saying... They're objecting and probably nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah, whatever.
1: Frank Hansen is the only one who knows where the real-life specimen, or whatever it truly was, is now located. The Minnesota Iceman model now rests in the Museum of Weird in Austin, Texas. So this is weird. Because... This is actually like... Well, maybe... I read Frank's story of it a lot and paraphrased I, a lot of that. I can imagine how that
0: story was.
1: Well, we got a lot of that. That's why the the big quotes were uh, straight from his mouth, basically. Yeah. Uh, there's a slightly less dramatic version of the story, but it's the end result is pretty much the same. Okay. There's a thing that people believe is real, so real. And like, it goes missing. Then people don't know if it's a human. They don't know if it's uh, a Bigfoot or uh, some old, you know, miss a missing link. Yeah, like they don't know. But like, so this is an episode of unsolved mysteries.
0: Oh my god! Like this is like what the fuck? That?
1: Yeah. So nobody knows where. The body is, whatever it is. Because he did swap it out for a model at some point.
0: But, I mean, Frank seems like he just put it back in the fucking freezer.
1: I mean, maybe. Like, I don't know. He definitely seems like a con man. Uh,
0: I mean, everything seems to... It's got these little beats to it. But he
1: was on tour with what he was claiming was the world's oldest tractor, basically. Which is just... And just showing that at sideshows. What the...
0: F- I, I... In my head, I envision him like putting Sasquatch on the tractor. That'd be cool. Luckily, it didn't happen. Hmm. He just got the attention of scientists. He thought he had a real thing.
1: So, yeah. So, he was on tour. The other story is that he was on tour with uh, the tractor when he was approached by a California millionaire. Yes, And was told, hey... I, where, I've come across this, you don't need to know how I got this, but do you think you could make money with this? And gave him the frozen corpse. And then the
0: whole backstory was invented.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what it seems, because that article I read that he wrote yeah. was in 1970, and this all kind of came to a head in like 1968, Uh huh. so like two years later, and... It was in a kind of sensationalist uh, magazine, like, for men, just, you know, like, sure. manly stories and stuff. So this yeah. guy wrote a story about how he killed Bigfoot and kept him in his basement and froze him. Just insane.
0: just like, yeah. insane. Can you imagine yeah. smoking your cigarette, just flipping through this magazine, like, oh,
1: hmm.
0: this guy killed Bigfoot and froze him. Yeah. He took him on tour. Yeah. Huh.
1: Made some money off him.
0: Yeah. The
1: American dream. Yeah, actually, I've known about this story for a while, and I was in Austin a couple months ago. Yeah. I thought about trying to go see yes. it, but I was only in town for the weekend, Shit. didn't really get the time. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, so the from there, though, the story kind of repeats. Like, he has the real version, he swaps it out for a fake version, the fake version, you know, kind of gets everybody out of it.
0: And then he just goes about his business. Yeah. Doesn't get
1: caught for murder. Yeah. Uh, somehow people think it was Jimmy Stewart was the California millionaire at the time. Interesting. I don't know how or why. It's a good question. But it's a thing I came across a couple times. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know why that's a thing. I didn't look into it. But just know that. Maybe Jimmy Stewart had a prehistoric man <laughs> hanging out with him <laughs> and sent it on sideshows. But yeah, this is literally in, you can watch it on YouTube or Hulu, God, I think. It... on The Unsolved Mystery on right. the Minnesota Iceman. Yeah. And it's an absurd story.
0: Yeah, it's insane. And the fact that, after the fact, you know, if this story, again, invented by Frank, this is the story he decides to tell everybody what he did. Yeah. You lunatic. Yeah. Right. Just even if it didn't happen, this is the story you tell. You're a, you psycho. Yeah. Frank.
1: Crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Me and my dog Mike. We're, it's just all. If this is all, I
1: mean. My wife came up with a good idea to fill the freezer with water, freeze it.
0: And Irene's reading these. like What are you telling these people we did?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, hey honey, tractor wasn't gonna pay the bills.
1: No, wasn't cutting it. Nope. But
0: uh. That strange man gave you this body. Yeah, right? If that's even what happened.
1: Who knows what happened? It all seems crazy.
0: Well, again, like, he, con man. But, like, the the, uh, the story around this con and why, what it is is crazy.
1: Yeah, but, like, there's people that have seen this because, I mean, our parents are the age where they could have seen this. They could have. Sure. ask them, maybe. right? Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, they, but, like, this was like a thing, like carnivals, and uh yeah. they come to town, you check mm-hmm. it out. That's what he was doing. You know, oh, I got the world of this tractor. You want to see the missing link between man and monkey, too? I got that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's just an ice. Tractor or a guy? What do you want to see?
0: Uh, can I see the guy?
1: Yeah. Oh, it smells bad. Yeah. Well, that looks really real. Can I see the did tractor? Did you shoot that? Oh, my God. Did you? You're asking too many questions. Did you, you kill
0: guys. this? I'm going to come back with my friends. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I know a guy. No, no, no. He works at a college. Nah, it's okay. Check out this tractor.
1: Yeah, so, like, people saw it, and he did. He toured this for a few years, too. So, like, people would see, like, on the model, it would be positioned different than it was the year before because he was probably not keeping it frozen. He was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not on tour. Who cares? And then he would refreeze it and move a little bit, and his mouth would be open or closed. But, yeah, people have seen this. It's an interesting watch on Unsolved Mysteries, so.
0: <clears throat> and if we think about how long, um, you know, things, if we just assume that things didn't get around as fast as they do now, if this is going uh-huh. on yeah. around most, a lot of people might have been aware of it around like the 1972s mm-hmm. might've yeah. been on people's minds. When Maybe people started finally thinking they're seeing things in the woods when the big feats are running around and everybody's obsessed. Mm-hmm. It disseminates. is traveling with the thing. You got that video floating around.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound that different from some Bigfoot sightings, too. Mm-mm. And that's why uh, the Belgian anthropologist, like, he wrote like a whole paper on it. And it's why it got so yeah. much attention. Oh my god! Because I think he was pretty well respected in the field, but he was also doing like cryptozoology stuff. Okay. But that kind of lines up with just anthropology, and right. you know, it's the same kind of the same thing.
0: Well, if you're taking it, you know
1: you're studying things that are known, and the other side is, right. What's unknown?
0: If and if you're treating it like serious, not just like internet nonsense, you're looking for things. You know what I mean? You're looking for things, right?
1: And I know I came across it. I guess his writings yeah. have been translated, but into a book, and I couldn't find it. Ah, right. And you know, didn't really have the time to read it, anyways. Um, but could be interesting because he breaks it down like a lot. Like, it sounds like it had a much like I read it. We went over it pretty quickly, and I might have been laughing when we <laughs> when we were going over it. Maybe, but uh, it does mention that like it's not got a hairy face. It's like so much, somewhat of a more human face. And, it's, and the
0: body just gets hairy. Yeah, so okay.
1: that's why I was more as the. We just kept calling it Bigfoot just because it's funny. Yes. But uh, it sounded more like it looked a little bit more human and was like more like a, it was like homo nemoida or something like that. I didn't write it down. But it basically was like translated kind of as like the missing link or like eight man,
0: I think it was. Because what the horrifying part is, what if it was just a big fucking guy?
1: Big hairy dude? It wasn't even that big, really. I think it, it was approximated to be six foot.
0: So, just like a guy. No. Who they could have haired up and then right. froze.
1: I think that was kind of a big concern of like police and everything. Like, they killed some guy.
0: Yeah, they killed some guy. And, and they look like a Bigfoot.
1: Like, glued hair to him and stuff. And just
0: froze him, so you couldn't. Then the freezing is the best part because then you can't really get into it. You just got to look and kind of see, and you can't. Mm-hmm. It's a little opaque. You know, how ice can be. I think
1: that was the big concern with why law enforcement was starting to get involved. Because they're like, this dude killed somebody and he's... He's turning around. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's making money off it. But... People... And that's maybe even why it made it to Unsolved Mysteries, too.
0: Probably because he could have murdered a man.
1: Like, you should watch that. It's a short one. It's easy. Oh, you just yeah. search it by... Uh, because it's the old one. It's yeah. not the new stuff. Like with Robert Stack and everything. Got it. And uh, you know, it's yeah. probably 10 minutes. Nice. But it covers basically the undramatic, not Frank's version of events. But Frank's version's fun because it's fucking crazy.
0: Frank's version is out of this world. There's yeah. so many steps. Sounds like a oh, I skipped sp- steps too. I believe you. I because totally believe you. Because there
1: was some stuff that was just like, this is insane. Like, he moved different houses with the thing. God damn
0: it, Frank. (laughs) He's always with me. Yeah. Just Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. It was absurd. But it was fun. I was very much looking forward to doing this one. Oh, my God, It's just silly.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: He had something, I think, though. Whether it was a bunch of shit stuffed into a fucking model. There was a dead man frozen. Or a dead man frozen.
0: And then when the cops got
1: involved, that's when he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, some guy came up and he's like, that's not the oldest tractor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't buy it. Frank took him out back, put him down, froze him. He's like, guess what? You're going on tour now. You're the real missing link because no one's going to fucking find you. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Frank. Mm -hmm. And that's what would have gotten anthropologist attention. He's like, that looks like a real thing. Mm -hmm. This thing looks alive. That looks like maybe... Is that a person? Yeah. Can we look at this more? Oh, no. it's.
1: Yep, but that's the Minnesota Iceman. That's what it's referred to.
0: The Minnesota Iceman.
1: Frank called it the Whiteface Reservoir Monster, I believe.
0: The Whiteface Reservoir Monster? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Con man? Yeah.
1: His own character? The Minnesota Iceman, though, is what it's referred to now. All right. What did he call it one more time, just so I can remember? The White-Faced Reservoir Monster. The White-Faced... No. The place is called White-Faced Reservoir. Yeah, so
0: White-Faced Reservoir Monster. Yep. The Minnesota Iceman.
1: The Minnesota Iceman.
0: Jesus. Well, if you've got any secrets on the Minnesota Iceman, you can let us know at weirdandfearedpodcast at gmail.com.
1: And let Unsolved Mysteries know, too.
0: Maybe tell the cops. If it killed somebody, if you know somebody who went missing in 1960, in the or maybe not, who
1: knows? Sometime during the 60s. Don't even know. Oh, we got to throw out. I got to throw out one more thing here. Go ahead. We there was a few different, you know, backstories to where he got this creature. And, okay. Uh, another one was it was from Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Somebody shot it.
0: Okay. Right. And
1: the other one was something to do with, uh, Cer- not Serbia. That's the wrong thing. Siberia. Okay. And it being a frozen thing. Gotcha. Out there. But I forgot. I wanted to mention those. Good. But yeah. If you know anybody that shot that in Vietnam.
0: Anybody with big stories. Yeah. About big feats. Mm hmm. Let us know. And then support the show. Rate us wherever you can rate. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Feared, You can support the show and listen to some bonus episodes mm-hmm some content and then just kind of you know support support the spooky conversations
1: support things you
0: enjoy support things you enjoy Think about Frank's tractor
1: yeah what if me and Nick gotta kill somebody and take it on the road now in ice
0: I totally would never be a fan of this me neither right. Right. When I am a fan, <laughs> just is that Daryl? I don't know anybody named Daryl. That's why I said it. Mm-hmm.
1: Perfect. I don't so, know anybody named Daryl. Right. Well, except for Daryl.
0: Yeah, you know who you are, Daryl. Yeah. All right, guys. Above all, stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.